problems may never end. Challenges in this phase of our eternity may never disappear. However, it is high time we all begin to pay attention to what really matters. And as far as I'm concerned, when problems do not end, when challenges do not disappear, instead of complaining, we have to change our perspective and our positioning. In every sphere of human endeavor, whether in the health sector, whether in the art and entertainment sector, whether in the media, whether in education, whether in governance, in every single sphere of human endeavor, there are challenges. There are problems. And as sad and disturbing as those problems and challenges may be, what I want to draw your attention today is the fact that as a leader that you are, what position are you taking? And when I refer to you as a leader, I'm not talking about positional leadership. I'm not talking about what prefix is attached to your name. I am not talking about what organizational role or portfolio you occupy. Instead, I'm talking about your heart that seeks change. I'm talking about your mind that desires that things evolve. I'm talking about your spirit that desires that everything in that sphere of influence you find yourself is restructured, is rearranged and realigned for the better. So as a leader that you are, how are you positioning? How are you positioning? Are you reacting to problems or are you responding to the problems? Are you upset about the problems yet doing nothing about it? Or are you part of those who are compounding and escalating the problems? In every sector and in every sphere of human endeavor, we can trace and break down every problem to primarily two things that it's going to be either a finance problem or a people problem. So whether it's religious differences, whether it's the social strata differences, whether it's the gender differences, all of it, all of it can all be tied down to one of two things, either a financial problem or a people problem. And whichever it may be, whether it's a, a people problem because of diverse perspectives and beliefs and orientations about life, or whether it's a financial problem, people deciding on how resources should be spent or not, whatever the problem is, my question to you today is that you as a leader in that sphere of endeavor, you as a leader in that industry, you as a leader in that sphere of human life, how are you positioning yourself? 
And I do not want you to eliminate yourself as a leader because as a child of God, you are the light of the world. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So again, I ask, how are you positioning yourself in the midst of political upset, in the midst of of problems and challenges in society, in whatever sort of endeavor you are in? Like I told you in a few episodes before this episode, I've been on a personal study on the life of Daniel. I've studied his life again and again and again. And why I'm intrigued with the life of Daniel is it is a replica, it is a mirror of how we as children of God in the 21st century can find our footing, can find our space, can position ourselves, not to not just to be part of the policy makers, but also to be true change makers in our world today. I want you to pause for a moment and just think. Pause for a moment and think. How are you positioning yourself? How are you positioning yourself? In the book of Daniel chapter 2, when Nebuchadnezzar had a dream... He wanted all his magicians and astrologers to not only interpret the dream, but to start off by telling him what his dream was. And they said, there is no one, there is no man who can tell you what your dream was and then interpret it. So in other words, they were telling Nebuchadnezzar, the king, that, hey, What they're asking for is impossible. No man can deliver that to you. And of course, Nebuchadnezzar got angered and commanded that all the magicians, the astrologers, the wise men, all of them be put to death. And when Daniel heard of it, the Bible says Daniel called the captain of the army aside quietly and wisely. (laughs) That is how some translations put it, that Daniel called the captain of the army aside wisely and asked, why is the king decree so hasty? You see, when you're faced with challenges that seem to be an attack on your person, when you're faced with challenges that seem to be an attack on your faith, do you take it personal? Or do you approach it with wisdom? Now, what I really want you to take home today from this episode of the podcast is this. Daniel did not only approach the captain of the army and the king wisely to plead for extra time to go pray for solutions. But what Daniel was really doing was activating his gifts to solve the problem. Daniel was activating his gifts to address the king's request. And I'll show you. So in Daniel chapter 1 verse 17, 
Here's how the New King James Version puts it. As for these four men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So when Daniel was saying to the king, give me a little time to go pray and I'll come up with telling you what your dream was and also the solution, what Daniel was actually doing was activating his, his gift. He was activating his gift. He was activating his gift. So look at Daniel chapter 2 verse 14. It says, then with counsel and wisdom... All right, so let's start from verse 12. For this reason, the king was angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out and began killing the wise men and the sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Then with counsel, verse 14 now, then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Arioch, the captain of the king's guard who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Ariok, the king's captain, Why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Ariok made the decision known to Daniel. So in verse 14, you can see that Daniel went with counsel. He went with wisdom. Daniel did not react. Daniel was not angry. Daniel was not upset. He did not take the decree personal. Rather, he handled the situation with counsel and wisdom. So when there is a crisis, when there is a decree that attacks your faith, when there is a decree that seems to come as an arrow against you or in your workplace, wherever it is you find yourself, do you take it personal? Or do you approach the situation with counsel and wisdom? Verse 16 of Daniel chapter 2 says, So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king their interpretation. Do you see that? So in Daniel chapter 1 verse 17, the Bible says, And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So when Daniel told the king in chapter 2 of verse 6, in, in verse 16 of chapter 2, asking the king for more time so he might tell the king the interpretation, Daniel was activating his gifts. So pause right there and think about yourself in the situation. In all the challenges you've faced in the last three months, in all the challenges and problems you've encountered in the last six months, in the last 12 months, in the last one year, in the last three years, or maybe just yesterday or last week, did you position yourself and did you activate your gifts to address and solve the problems? Your gift was given to you by God to solve problems. Your gift was given to you by God to, in time of need and challenges, to bring up superior solutions, to intercede, to interfere, and to aid solutions in their needs. Are you activating your gifts? 
Or are you playing the victim card? What are your gifts? What are your God-given gifts? How have you activated your gifts in the marketplace? How have you activated your gifts to serve and to provide solutions in your family, at your workplace, wherever it is that you find yourself? Are you activating your gifts? Are you serving your gifts? Whenever you don't serve your gifts, you will keep being victims to, to, to wrong policies, to, to, to wrong corporate decisions, to wrong government policies and decisions. Are you serving your gifts? Are you serving your gifts? You serving your gifts might just save another person's life. That is what Daniel did. When he went and prayed and got the dream and got the interpretation, oh, the, the, the other wise men, their lives were saved. Their lives were preserved. So you serving or you not serving your gift has an adverse effect on not just you, but every other person around you. Many, many other people who you may not even know personally. Again, I ask. Are you serving your gifts? Are you activating your gifts? Have you considered that your gifts are tools God gave you to bring solutions to the world? Friend, you are a leader. You are sent on earth with solutions that our world needs. But we can't have those solutions if you do not serve your gift. I charge you today. I encourage you today. Arise. Activate your gifts. And bring solutions to our world. God bless you. I'll talk to you soon.